Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Blue Jays on the road trailing Cleveland 1-0 in the top of the six. We'll keep an eye on that one for you. The hotline, of course, is 780-496-0063, presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. You can email me, inside sports at 630ched.com. Send me a DM on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Of course, the big story for the double E this week, new quarterback, Trey Ford, going to get his first start of the season. Head coach Chris Jones commented on Ford's week thought really really well well i mean he he does the things that we thought really really well and uh he he's he's gotten better at his reads and uh, he can make every throw i mean uh just because he's not played does not mean that he's that far behind the other the other guys so i mean the other two have had the opportunity so it's trey's opportunity all right so here's the deal with the bombers i was telling you about their eight game winning streak over the elks and uh most of those by a fairly wide margin. They beat them by 14 weeks, uh, 14 points earlier this season. Game was tied at halftime, but Winnipeg was able to pull away in the second half. And then the Bombers last week with an absolute crushing of the BC Lions. 50 points. Jones talks about taking them on. You know, it's pro football. I mean, so they got to come and they got to play again, just like we've got to come play again. I mean, uh, you know, BC's had a very good year, but they're playing on a five or six day week with a travel, and they uh, so they didn't look good. That's that's you know that happens to a lot of a lot of pro football teams. I mean, uh, you know, Rick's done a real nice job with that club over there, and they've played well all year except for that one particular game. You know, and you got to give you know hats off to uh, Winnipeg. They played extremely well. All right, a little bit there from Chris Jones. Says, yeah, 50-14, to 14, the Bombers beat the Lions last week. Want to let you know about this as well. The uh, Edmonton Oilers flagship team store, which is in Ice District, in the Ice District Plaza, will celebrate its first birthday tomorrow. So we got some savings going on there. A huge selection of Oilers merchandise. Uh, I can tell you that starting at 10 a.m. tomorrow through Sunday, that's the 13th, everything on the store is BOGO which the kids tell me is buy one, get one, 50% off. Uh, that's excluding jerseys and game-worn merchandise. Uh, any purchase totaling $75 or more will get a free Edmonton Oilers lanyard. If you uh, go, you'll have the opportunity to be entered into a draw for three prizes, which include a signed stick by Captain Connor McDavid, an authentic game-worn Nugent Hopkins jersey, or a blank Oilers jersey of your choice. So that's starting tomorrow at the uh, Oilers team store in Ice District Plaza. Okay, he has been uh, one of the top players in the CFL over the last few seasons. Well, really most of his career. He's a three-time Grey Cup champ, including twice as the starting quarterback for the Blue Bombers. He's also a two-time CFL most outstanding player. Uh, I believe we've had this guy on once a season since he became the number one guy, at least once a season, since he became the number one guy in Hamilton back in 2014. I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports quarterback for the Bombers, Zach Calaro. So Zach, it's Reed. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Reed, I'm doing well. Yeah, I can remember doing, uh, doing these calls back in the Hamilton days. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Well, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. I mean, I did say it. I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm sucking up here, but I'm not, because I, I say this when, <laughs> when you're not listening. 
even though you've never worn green and gold, you're always one of the players that I've enjoyed uh, watching over the years because you're a good play playmaker and you've and you've bounced back from some you know tough uh, moments along the way. I, I'm going to ask you this though. I know you're pretty modest, so I, I'm not sure how you'll, you'll answer it. But you've you've kind of become the face of the league maybe over the last three or four years. Like like, do you feel that responsibility? Do you feel that sort of uh, connection with the fans and, and and what you've been able to accomplish? Oh, I, I don't know about that. That's uh, that's flattery. I appreciate it, Reed. I, I think uh, the thing that I've always felt, you know, since I've been fortunate enough to, to be a starter, uh, whether it was my days in Hamilton, Sask, and, and now Winnipeg, is I, I really feel, uh, uh, you know, strongly that I need to represent the organization, um, and I take that very serious. So, uh, you know, the play on the field, uh, the wins that we've been able to accomplish, all those things um, culminating, obviously, has led to some personal success for me. Um, and some awards, which, which is awesome. But I've always really had a strong drive to just really represent the organization and represent the people that, uh, you know, put the faith in me, uh, you know, to play the position that I play and to have the position that I have. So, um, you know, anything on top of that is, is gravy or, you know, however you want to put that. But uh, I love this league. I can't say enough about it. Um, you know, the fact that uh, I've been able to play for so long is, is, is really a blessing. And uh, it's really, uh, you know, a product of the people that I've been able to be around, um, and especially these last, you know, three, four seasons in, in Winnipeg, I've just been really, really lucky to be around just the unbelievable people. Well, and, and you give credit to a lot of other people for your career, which is uh, which is appropriate, I think. Is there? I know it might be hard to pick one person. Is there a mentor in the CFL that has really meant a lot to you, or someone who you really felt like, okay, thanks to that guy, I kind of started taking steps in the right direction. You know, I, I can think of a, a few people here, uh, obviously in Winnipeg, just in my time here. Um, you know, obviously Mike O'Shea uh, and, and, and Buck Pierce are, are two that come to mind. Uh, you know, early on, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to be around, you know, the Scott Milanovich's of the world, um, Jason Moss, uh, Marcus Brady, Ricky Ray. You know, those guys, my first two seasons, you know, Trevor Harris being in that room was huge. Um, being around those guys and seeing how they work um, was really uh, you know, something that I always you know took a lot of stock in and, and tried to apply uh, to my game. You know, on the field and off of it. Um, you know, the main guy really, the, the, when the light bulb really went off for me was, uh, you know, midway through the 14 season and, and 15 season in Hamilton. You know, spending so much time with Tommy Condell. Um, it, you know, that guy really taught me how um, how this league operates. You know, from a, a football standpoint. Um, not that, I mean, he's done a lot for me out the field as well, and been a mentor there. But just you know how defenses are trying to attack you, what they're trying to take away, you know how to how to look at a defense, how to teach it to other guys, um, you know all those different things. That I've I, the light bulb went off me when I was around Tommy Condell, so I, I probably uh, I, I put him up there with anybody. Yeah. Uh, Zach, because we haven't talked in a while, I am going to just flash back to a couple things, and we will look ahead to the Thursday game, and, and I want to ask you about a couple other things as well. But I'll, I'll phrase this question this way about last year. How long did it take you to get over the Great Cup? Yeah, no, I don't think you'll ever really get over it. Obviously, when you enter the season, um, you, you put those things in the past. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a new season. It's a new team. Um, but, you know, it, it's how the old thing goes. You're always going to remember the losses. So that one, that one will definitely sting forever. Okay. Uh, last week, you guys scored 50 points against the BC Lions. As you know, they've shut out the Elks twice. And the first time you guys played them, you only scored six points. What turned it around for you guys that game uh, last week to get to 50? 
I think it's execution, you know, first and foremost, executing the play calls. Uh, you know, I thought we had a good week of practice. You know, we really had a great plan. Um, and, again, we, we our communication was, was on point the entire game, you know, whether that was the offensive line and myself or the running backs and the receivers. Um, obviously, our defense has been outstanding all season long. Our special teams as well. But, you know, as an offense, you know, the goal is just to, you know, be efficient on first down and, uh, you know, add the plays up and, and, and get more play calls even, you know, you know, shoot your shots, you know, so to speak, you know, when it's push, when you're pushing the ball downfield. So um, we had a good plan, and the guys really took to it, learned it, and, and you know, it's all about execution. So uh, hats off to all 12. But that's the beauty, in my opinion, of offensive football. It takes all 12 guys to be on the right page, uh, you know, for a play to be successful. And we were able to do that enough in that game to score some points. Yeah, well, yeah, huge total there against the BC Lions. You guys played the Elks earlier this season. Uh, it was 6-6 at halftime. I, I knew you guys had a, uh, a couple short yardage plays you weren't able to convert, uh, probably some missed opportunities in the first half. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but you were able to pull away in the second half. Uh, what was the character of that game for you guys? Yeah, you know, I, I thought I thought uh, you know Coach Jones and the defense had a really good plan. You know, obviously you want to be able to execute on third and ones, and uh, you know me me starting the game off with an interception definitely um, you know wasn't a, an advantageous thing for our team. But, um, but again, I, I thought in the second half we were able to execute at a high level. Uh, our offensive line you know did a really good job of leaning on them, and Brady hit the holes hard. And, you know, we did enough in the past game. Uh, you know, Nick Dembski ran an unbelievable route there and was able to score and, and provide us a spark. But uh, you know, hats off to the Elks. They had a, they had a great plan, and um, I thought they did a really good job. And uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to, to walk away with that one. Zach Kalaros, quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Of course, Bombers and Elks Thursday night at Commonwealth Stadium. Okay, Zach, I, I gotta be. Uh, I, I gotta let you know where this is coming from. I know people around around the CFL from doing this job for a while, and I, I talked to somebody in your organization this afternoon, and I said, Zach's coming on, uh, and he's great at talking about football, but I'm wondering if there's anything else he, he might uh, dive into. And this person, and I hope this is going to be right, Zach, otherwise you're going to be really bored. <laughs> he said he loves talking about his hometown of Steubenville, Ohio. Um, so yeah. that's uh, that was it all of your childhood in Steubenville? What was it like growing up there? I don't know if your listeners are really going to want to, you know, listen to me, you know, relive the glory days of my my uh, my childhood. But uh, yeah, you know, it's obviously a special place um, to grow up, and uh, it's my family and, and, and best friends are still there. And um, was fortunate enough to, to to be around a lot of great people there too. You know, mentors that I met in high school. You know, uh, whether it was basketball, baseball, or football, um, it was just around a lot of great people. We were able to go back a lot now. Um, you know, do some do some charity work. We haven't had, been able to have the uh, our golf tournament for the last two seasons, which has been unfortunate with the COVID stuff. But uh, we're looking to pick that up, and, and, and a lot of that is just for you know providing you know schools with the resources that they you know, the state doesn't provide uh, or, or provide enough of. Uh, you know, whether that be um, you know coats, uh, extra meals on the weekends for kids. Um, you know, we've created kind of a little uh, a locker you know, for the middle school kids and, and the high school kids, you know, just in case uh, they forget something, they're able to go over there and get it, or it's not provided, you know, from their parents at home. So uh, special place, you know, I love going back. My family's still there, but 
It's also a place that loves coming to Canada. They, they've uh, we've had a lot of people come up for the Grey Cups, and you know, my time in, in Hamilton, Toronto, we we always had uh, a lot of a lot of my friends and family come up and, and spend time in this great country, and it's it's, it's been uh, it's been awesome for them. Well, I should have. I don't know if I have a way to check this. I should have checked if the uh, the streaming rates of TSN broadcasts in Steubenville, they're probably the best per capita in all the all of the U.S. Especially, I would, I would, I would guess that's, uh, that's true. Yes, I would guess uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when you first went, because I think you you were with the Buccaneers before you came up to Canada. Like, when you first went to to Canada, were some of your buddies kind of like, like, what? Seriously, CFL? Or did they know about it a little bit? They didn't know about it. Neither did I. Honestly, I can remember. Um, you know, once I, obviously I, I knew that Doug Flutie and uh, and who Warren Moon were obviously, and knew they played in the Canadian Football League, but it was never on TV in the U.S. And you know, the NFL Network was something you had to pay extra for. So I never. Uh, you know, we didn't have it at the house. So I can remember one day being at university and, and it was on NFL Network over in the locker room. And, you know, we were all sitting there like, what the, you know, what is this? And, uh, you know, flash forward, you know, a couple of years later, I'm up here. So uh, it, it's funny how things work out. You know, it's, uh, again, it was really fortunate enough to to be in the negotiation list for the Argos and to be surrounded by so many great people there. Um, you know, who knows how it all would have turned out had I, you know, you know been somewhere else first. Yeah, and, and trust me, people won't be bored if you talk about Steubenville. I, I, my experience is listeners love the the stories of how someone got to where they where they are. I think you mentioned football and basketball. So were you a or sorry, baseball and basketball? Were you a three sport guy or like did yeah, you, you have know, to pick the, football? The, the was, our, our, our town is just small enough that you have to play all three sports. So I played uh, I played all three. I played uh, played a season and a half of baseball in in, uh, in university as well at Cincinnati, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I love playing all of them. You know, anybody who ever asked me or, you know, my wife, we have little kids now and, and, uh, you know, talking to nieces and nephews, you know, what was your favorite sport? You know, it was whatever was in the season or whatever we were playing in the backyard. So love them all. And, and like I said, had a small enough school that was able to play all three. Okay, so you now your kids, you're basically Canadian now. Let's face it, Zach, if you don't mind me saying that. Are they going to play football or hockey? <laughs> oh, they're, they're, I have two little girls. So, uh, okay. I think football football's probably out, but uh, you know the hockey thing. I'm not. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know much about it. I train with some hockey guys. I've been to some of the youth league stuff, and, and I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, U.S. You know, football. Pee football gets a bad rep. There was a. Uh, there was some pretty uh, rowdy, rowdy parents and rowdy fans at this uh, eight-year-old hockey game I attended <laughs> to support a buddy. So that that will be interesting. I, I, my uh, my wife was a, uh, a dancer and a soccer player. And uh, you know, gymnastics is kind of in my, in my on my side's blood, so uh, they'll probably stick to that stuff. But whatever they want to do, um, I'll be happy to to assist. Right on. Well, and unfortunately, you're right. Sometimes the hockey parents get a little carried away in this uh, in this country. So the Zach Kalaros tells you to behave, everybody. Surprise! <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was surprised. <laughs> All right, uh, Zach, this is great. I'm going to end with it with a, a really fun one. I, I think here, uh, Bombers fans. Are are known for the the beer snake making the long, uh, you know, well, the snake out of the beer cups, the empty beer cups at, at some of your games. Have you ever paid attention yeah, to that during a game? I hadn't seen it during a game, no. But you know, it just it's an idea in my head. You know, we could uh, maybe have some fun with that sometime. Okay. <laughs> well, Zach, uh, again, thanks for hopping on the show. It's uh, it's great that we've been doing this uh, for several seasons, and uh, of course, enjoy watching you play. Uh, I, I, I have a rule, as you might remember. I can't wish you uh, I can't wish you good luck against the Elks on Thursday because our home squad needs a bit of a win. But I, I will wish wish you the best of luck the rest of the way. Sound fair? 
That's fair. I appreciate it. That is Zach Kalaros checking in tonight, the quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, uh, yeah, an absolute uh, top player in the Canadian Football League. I would say most of his career battled some injuries, and uh, now he's been the MOP a couple times, won a couple great cups as the uh, starter for the Blue Bombers, and I asked him about last year's great cup and a tough loss in the final minute to the Argos and said probably never really get over it, but as you move on to the next season, you start building something new with the new guys. Love having Zach on the show, and as he said, he, does, he didn't, doesn't really consider himself the face or the league or a representative of the league, but... He says he tries to get involved with uh, the community and represent his team and community well wherever he plays, and I think he's done that. And as he told you as well, does some charity work in his hometown of Steubenville, Ohio, in the offseason too. Good to have Zach on the show. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. This uh, Foo Fighters, Aiden? Yes, it is. Aiden Ganim over in the control room tonight. I saw sometimes, you ever, you ever fall down the old YouTube rabbit hole? All the time. All the time. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I saw some video. I, I don't know how old it was. I can't remember. But Dave Grohl had a kid on stage. And so I don't know if this was pre-planned because the Foo Fighters have brought people out of the audience at their shows. Yeah, all the time. Didn't they bring somebody uh, up in Edmonton a few years ago who did a Rush song? <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, I was at the Calgary concert like when they came like way back in the day, and they were like bringing people on stage and stuff. So the kid, they say, do you know any songs? And the kid says, I know a Metallica song, and they get him a guitar, and he just starts playing Enter Sandman. Oh, yeah, I saw that video. That that was crazy. And he starts singing, and they play (laughs) Enter Sandman. Uh, They're a good band. 780-496-0063. Kellen Kennedy also. Who's supervising who tonight? That's Uh, what I want to know. He's supervising me. He's actually evaluating (laughs) me. The practicum student (laughs) is supervising the guy with 15 years' experience. Yes, exactly. And, of course, they put that on Inside Sports, everybody. The Peak show on 630 Chat. <laughs> uh, Kellen, what do we have? 780-496-0063. Yeah, a few texts have come in since, uh, or over to for the first hour tonight. Uh, we've got Daniel in Blackfold says he loved Trey Ford's comment. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like us. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, that's Daniel talking about Trey Ford's comment, uh, you know, prior to the game uh, coming oh, up. Oh, that the Bombers put their bombs. pants on yeah. one leg at a time. Well, that's, uh, that's I mean... You know, you know, there's no sense losing the game in your mind before you can go and try to win it on the field. I remember, uh, I think it was Ted Danson. I, well, Aiden probably doesn't know who that is, but Ted Danson was considered a, an attractive man in his in his prime. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was doing an interview with somebody, and they were kind of giving him a hard time about, you know, being considered this ladies' man. And Danson said, come on, come on, I, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And the interviewer said, yeah, you just get to do it more often than everybody else. Good point. I mean, yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> Took you a second to get it, eh? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Th- 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 let that urinate for a bit, and that's, that's okay. Set, so yeah. That's awesome. So, And uh, a quick Oilers one here for you, Reed, uh, and we'll get to more before our time's up tonight. But uh, Jared texts in and says, for the 4C position in training cap, he'd love to see, uh, I guess, Nathan Gerby, uh, Peterson, or Ryan for the 4C. Okay. So there we go. Well, we'll see. I we guess. will see. We'll see who the 4C is. Mm-hmm. 
I appreciate it. I, I don't have much uh, Oilers content tonight. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay, though. No, it's all good. Well, Derek Ryan's on the team. Uh, yeah, we'll see if he plays, I guess, with Fogel and McLeod or if he is on a different line where Yanmark is, uh, where Holloway and uh, possibly Lavoie wind up. So, you know, could they want, could, well, how high for a spot could Holloway push for here? Maybe not on the top two lines now that Connor Brown is here. All right. More later? Definitely. If we have time, we have time definitely. So we got a shorter show tonight, so because uh, Morley's on at 7.30, so if we got any uh, good messages, we'll save some for tomorrow as well. Yeah, I loved having Zach Kolaris on the show. Great attitude, great representative of the CFL, and uh, in this case, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are here on Thursday, 5.30 countdown to kickoff game at 7 against the Edmonton Elks, who, of course, haven't won. You know the story. I don't have to remind you. They're going to try to break out. Let Trey Ford cook. People are writing that in on Friday. Eh? Let him cook. Let Trey. Let Trey cook. Let Trey. Well, cook. let's. Uh, hopefully, somebody can cook, because the meals served by the quarterback so far have been extremely undercooked. Actually, they haven't even been delivered to the correct table. They've been a flat pancake.